Hey everyone, and welcome back to Self Talk Podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode. I truly appreciate it. I'm, I'm so excited because this is the holiday season and I am absolutely um, looking forward to this holiday segment. I am excited because my Mari is back with us, my co-host, the owner and founder of Seven Moons Healing. Hey, Mari. Hey, how are you? It's great to be back. I'm good. I'm good. You know, I I have to take a break in between episodes to be so busy. It's the holiday season. And so I'm excited to be back and, uh, you know, on to a new episode. So I'm grateful for this season. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And it's important, too. I feel that uh, we need to... um you know, recognize that the season is here. It's this year went by so fast. It did. It did. When I seen December 1st hit, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> it's like, like, oh my gosh. I barely got, I don't even remember November. At all. At all. It, it has flown. And so I'm just grateful that the season is here. You know, we can celebrate it for what it is and get ready to go into a new year with fresh new beginnings. Amen to that. Amen to that. So before we get started, I wanted to do a big shout out to all of the listeners and supporters of this podcast, okay? I cannot believe how many plays the last episode got, okay? Self-sabotage was our last episode, and it has reached over 430 plays. I like it. I'm, you, you know I'm what? So it's, it's, it, it was one of those things that when you shared the stats, when you shared the stats, it was um, not only a moment of recognizing the level of gratitude for the listeners, mm-hmm. but I think too it was the moment that we both had. We're like, oh my goodness, like yeah. we're, we're we're reaching people. And it's, uh, it's very humbling, very humbling to be a part of that. So thank you for inviting me onto that, to that show, um, to be a part of that, um, creation, but also the wonderful things that you've done with just your podcast alone. Um, I don't think you really understand it because you're creating it, but as a listener tuning in and looking forward to your episodes, I don't really think you understand the level of, um, much needed information that you provide that we need so thank you for that because it takes a lot of courage to be able to talk and or like have a conversation of the truth and to Mm -hmm. have conversations of subject matter that really matters and that to also that all these people are willing to collaborate with you Wow, like what a gift. So I know. congratulations, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. Because when I'm, I'm telling you, I'm coming up on the one year of podcasting. And when I first started this out, at first I'm just like, mm, no, I don't want to do it. And then when I finally got into it, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm challenging myself. I'm opening up more. I'm talking more. I'm doing something that makes me uncomfortable, but I'm doing it. But seeing where it is now I'm just I'm just blown away because I never thought it would reach to where it is now. Exactly. And I don't think any people realize what an introvert you really are. So for right. you to like <laughs> go here and like open up and share the wisdom and spread the love is a lot for you. If people yeah. if people know you, they know that this is hard for you. This is a it's not it's not a natural thing originally that is now right. becoming more natural for you which is even great because you're you are a very quiet person so yeah you know with a great personality but it takes a lot for you to open up so i don't think people really realize the level what it what it might t- what it took for you to be able to be here in this time and place sharing your gifts so exactly. this is really, I'm really proud of you. I'm super proud of you. Thank you. Oh my God. I'm so, don't make me cry. Oh my God. Because <laughs> <laughs> if, any, if anybody, if don't nobody know me, 
Mari knows me. I mean, we're going on, oh my God, 19 20 years. years. No, like 20 yeah, years, al- yeah. Yeah, almost 20 years. Yeah, so it's like, you know, she knows. And so from where I'm at now, I'm so far outside of my comfort zone. Yeah. But I'm okay. I'm okay because I'm learning how to be, I'm learning how to be okay with being uncomfortable. You know what? So That's I'm just excited. it. That's just it. So sometimes we have to go through kind of like being forced and I don't mm-hmm. mean that in a negative way being forced to go through things that make us uncomfortable in mm-hmm. order for us to be able to grow and expand and evolve as humans exactly. so this this point in, in time like from last year when you decided to pick up the mic and go ahead and create a podcast that was really just for yourself it was like maybe like a self-diary That has now turned into an international listen and to have like quality conversations. Yeah. That is a lot for someone (laughs) like you because that, that is so outside your comfort zone. It is. I mean, I don't, I don't think people really realize like how, like in in the almost 20 years, I, I don't think I really, I mean, you and I have had conversations openly. Right. But yeah. to have like someone come in and to like get to know you, it, you know, you were you would answer the questions and you would, you know, have a conversation if they asked you. But it's not right. like you were ever really comfortable being the first person to engage, you know. Exactly. And so exactly. this is yes, this is definitely outside <laughs> your comfort zone. So like this is a, just as magnificent. I love this for you. Yeah. Yeah, so everybody stay tuned. 2023 is going to be absolutely amazing. Starting next month, January, we're going to have a big celebration because it's, it's my one-year anniversary plus my birthday. Yes. So we have a lot in store, so you guys stay tuned. So for today, we're, we're going to be talking about, so we're in the holiday season, okay? And so we thought it would be a good idea to talk a little bit about how we handle the stress of the holidays. I know when the holidays come, I get a little bit of anxiety, you know, because it's, it's, it's coming, it comes full force. And then, um, then you think about what you're going to do going into the new year. Right. So I know for me, I get anxiety when it's time, when it's time of the season come, what about you? So I never really noticed that I had high anxiety before. Um, I was just kind of used to expecting worst case scenario. Right. So I never really recognized the emotion behind, um, the minute October hit because the Mm -hmm. minute October hit, it was, uh, my birthday, my brother's birthday. Then I had a couple friends birthdays. Then it was Halloween. And then it was this mad rush. Um, because when I was younger, my teen years, I worked at the mall So the holiday hours are ramping up and the weekends are packed with work, um, dealing with, you know, customers day in, day out. And then it was, um, you know, having to maintain a household, you know, helping my mom at that time, maintaining a household. Mm -hmm. So it was just a level of stress I never realized I really had until, um, I would say, until I got married. (laughs) It's like, I think I was just so used to just like, Oh my gosh, madness. I work at the mall where, you know, a ton of people are shopping and I never really recognized the emotion of anxiety. It was just Mm -hmm. the way I was living. So for me, it was like uh, feeling overwhelmed, not not realizing it, anxiety, but not realizing it and kind of forcing myself to push through those emotions or it, because I wasn't recognizing it. And then by the time the holidays came, I was so burnt out that I hated them. So right. I stopped liking the holidays because yep. I, I mean, I blame the mall. <laughs> I've been working <laughs> at the mall. Yeah. It brought me to not enjoy the minute after Halloween ended. Um, my favorite holiday for me personally it was always Thanksgiving because it mm-hmm. felt like the good food, the good company without the pressure of the gift giving. Right, right. So I always loved Thanksgiving, but the minute it was Black Friday, working at the mall at 5 a.m., it was just, you know, it just kind of ruined everything for me. And so you and I started having the discussion as as to, like, what point in time did we stop having fun? Right. Yep. And I think it for me, it's it was just like the older my 
you've got or it's just like oh it's just another day you know what I'm saying yeah. before it's okay I'm doing gifts and this that and the other because they're young and this that and, but once they grew up and moved out it was like the holiday is just another day I'm single it's just me you know there's not really no family gatherings or anything like that so I'm just like it's another day my kids is out there they can create their own lives and things like that yeah I see them but that'll be for a brief moment so to me it's just another day but the older I get, the more I realize that you know, we out here feeling pressure and anxiety over a holiday that we are missing the point of the reason for the holiday. You know 100%. what I'm saying? 100%. Especially, especially for Christmas. Like the reason for Christmas is the birth of Christ. <laughs> but for most people, it's getting together, eating good food, and opening gifts and that's not the true meaning of this season so yeah for me I believe that's what that's kind of where where it begins for me in regards to oh it's just another holiday yeah and for me recently um so my husband loves Christmas he loves he likes he's like a a big child he loves receiving gifts he Mm -hmm. loves gifts because growing up He's like, I only receive gifts twice a year, his birthday and Christmas and maybe an Easter basket. Mm -hmm. But he was saying that his birthday was never really fun because his his uh, birthday is in August. And so he Mm -hmm. always received clothes because the school was starting. So he never got anything fun. And if he got anything fun, it was at Christmas. And um, Mm -hmm. so he 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 and even now nine and he loves his gifts like so. So it was funny because my mom had purchased him um, a couple gifts and then she's like, okay, I'm going to wrap these together. And I'm like, no. And she's like, what? And I was like, this man is a child. Like you need to wrap them separately. He does not want come. He does not want the gift to be combined. He he wants to spread himself around his gifts like a kid. So part of me really loves that part of him because he still has his childlike energy, which he reminds me that I need to have more fun in my life and not be so uptight because I have a tendency to be uptight about certain things. And so seeing the joy through his eyes with like, ooh, presents. Um, It's not really even about the presents. Like the presents could be socks. They could be underwear. It could be whatever. But Mm -hmm. it's just the fact that he is very joyous. Like it brings joy to him. What I'm starting to recognize now is that Aside from the presence, because before I used to, I would have resentment towards the gifts. Um, and it wasn't on purpose. It was one of those things that I was like, I worked at the mall. The last thing I want to do is wrap presents. Because at one point, my best friend and I, we were assigned into like package pickup where people would drop mm-hmm. off their gifts. And then yep. you, you would do the free gift wrapping for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, so I hated it. I was like, oh, I, you know, I used to love getting the wrapping paper and, you know, box. And, and then after, you know, uh, three, four or five weeks of doing it, <laughs> I'm just so mm. sick of it. So right. I don't wrap gifts like I used to. I used to have, I used to be really precise. Now I look mm. at it. I'm like, ugh. and I can see why people go with gift bags, but the gift right. bags too kind of takes the fun out of it. Cause you just like throw it in the bag and put some tissue in it. Right. But, you know, but I do, I do now I'm starting to find that gift wrapping is becoming more like a meditative state for me. So it's not, it's, I'm not resisting it anymore. Um, the way I used to, I'm actually starting to enjoy the process. So when I put up a Christmas tree, um, I'm enjoying the meditative state behind it. So I start out with the tree and then I string the lights and then I stare at it for, maybe about a half an hour because I'm in awe. I'm like, I'm trying to see where I need to add more lights. And then I stop and then I'll come back the next day and then I'll start adding, you know, the ornaments because it becomes more of a meditative state. So everything is very um, calculated and it's very organized for me so that I don't get overwhelmed. Um, But it's interesting to see how the progression, because before I was like, oh my gosh, we're going to put up this tree. There is no time. And now I calculate my time around it because it is so meditative for me. So it just becomes a part of that growing process of not resisting the changes, the the cycles that we are in, but rather Mm -hmm. embracing them. And then how do you embrace them? 
Um, exactly. So the one thing I still won't do is go grocery shopping. <laughs> I will not go you grocery shopping. Uh, that is a list I give to my husband. Nowadays, we have the um, luxury of being able to order food, mm-hmm. order groceries, and then either have them delivered or we can go pick them up. Yeah. But I, I, yeah, I will not. I, I, that is one thing. I know my limits. I'm okay mm-hmm. with saying that grocery shopping is not for me. If we run out of something, there is a store nearby me that I will just real quick go in and out because it's not too busy. Um, right. But I will not. Grocery shopping is on the no list for me. That is still a no for me. It will always be a no. I don't think that is one thing that I could ever reverse. The yep. um, uh, like embracing that, I I would resist that. I, I I resist it now still. So we'll see. We'll see about groceries. We'll see next year this time if right. I enjoy <laughs> grocery shopping or not because I still do not like it. Right. Yeah. And that's actually um, a stressor when it comes to the holidays. Um, that's like a, the pressure of having to spend money. Yes. You know, having to spend money to make a dinner for family and then half the family may not show up. The other half might show up and complain. You know, so it, it just, it becomes so much and so overwhelming. And although, you know, the holidays, you know, supposed to be this wonderful time of the year, um, and you get to spend time with your family and friends and laugh and have fun and stuff. But there's so many pressures um, when it comes to that. So you got spending money, the the energy and time that you put into all that you're doing. And then because of that, it leaves you feeling overwhelmed and stressed and exhausted, anxiety, and then um, even feeling fearful of what may happen if you can't get something done or if you can't keep up with the Joneses because a lot of times people be out here overspending you know living above their means and so then you have the stressors of that um there's also you know we talked about this a lot um the feeling of feeling lonely and sadness you know due to whether it's a loss of a love loved one or a relationship or friendship that may not be there around this time of the year um, and you know these feelings are referred to as like holiday stressors. Yes, so that's, that's what it is. And so when the holiday season come around, these stressors that might be small accelerate. Yeah, so it gets exacerbated. Comes. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. And so I actually so last year uh, a great friend of mine moved from Illinois to Tennessee. So all her family is up here and she had to start over because her she got transferred out to a job in Tennessee and she had to start over in Tennessee, not knowing anyone. Um, and so now we're here. Now we're, I believe, close to one year, uh, she, mm-hmm. maybe a couple weeks for her one year. Maybe she left right around Thanksgiving last year. So she's there one year now. And so she's made a few friends but she's still trying to find her community. She's still trying right. to find things to do and, um, you know, try to find new things. Because oftentimes when, like, I talk about doing doing things that make you happy. Mm-hmm. Well, with the pandemic, she's noticed that she doesn't like going to get her nails done because it feels like it takes forever. She doesn't mm-hmm. like sitting in a salon chair for long periods of time because she just is very... Um, like hyperactive so right. she doesn't even like getting her hair done because it's such a process so part of the anxiety I feel that's um, accumulated even more so than the typical stressors has been the socializing aspect since the pandemic yeah. um, uh, I myself struggle with integrating myself socially on occasions I have to you know pray a lot before I decide to go out I have to, um, I try not to overwhelm myself with uh, too many things at one time because I've noticed that I just cannot function the way I used to. So before I started the healing process, before I started therapy, before I I started uh, recognizing that I was having a mental collapse, uh, I used to be able to fake it till I made it. I could Mm -hmm. just, you know, uh, I feel that oftentimes as women, we have to we just step up to the plate. We do what we have to do. We push ourselves, we push ourselves, our bodies, our spirits through so much to try to get things done. Right. Um, 
because there's like this expectation out there. Well, mm-hmm. I can't function like that anymore. I cannot if I don't if my body doesn't feel good, if my my mental well-being isn't well, if my emotional state isn't right, I cannot right. force myself to pretend the way I used to. Yeah. So it's very interesting. So now I have to be very mindful of the things that I set myself up for. So we had an invitation two months ago to attend a birthday, um, my friend's uh, daughter's first birthday party slash baptism. Mm-hmm. She told me this two months ago. So I made sure that this weekend was not, I had no plans except for that baptism because mm-hmm. I knew that it was going to take a lot out of me from right. a social perspective, from a mental perspective, from an emotional perspective, from a physical pers- perspective. So I ensured that I was going to do my job, chill out tonight, chill out tomorrow afternoon so that I can go ahead and attend the birthday party in the evening. Mm-hmm. Um, I have next weekend, I have um, my mother-in-law's surprise birthday party. Right. that um, was brought up and so now I'm preparing myself mentally for that so that mm-hmm. I can put myself in the right energy right. to enjoy it without overwhelming myself exactly. so when we talked about like you know people break so last year I had a friend of uh, Friendsgiving this year I really wanted to have another one but I couldn't afford it we, you know, the mm. cost of food is so expensive. Right. And so I had another friend say, you know what? Why don't you make everybody bring a main dish? Yeah. Everyone should bring a main dish and a dessert or a main dish and an appetizer. So that mm. that way, all the costs are absorbed by everyone and not just like you. And right. I think that that helps with the stressors of what's expected out of you. How much money are you putting into it? And if everyone is equally assisting you then maybe it doesn't have to be so stressful I think that we end up putting a lot of stress on ourselves because I don't know about you but my mother used to put the stress on me she's like oh my gosh Mika we got to get this done oh my gosh we got to get up at five o'clock in the morning we got to start the turkey and we got to do this and we you know and then that carried over into my own life uh, my adult life because it's like well that's how my mom did it but it doesn't mean that that way is the right way it's just more of like understanding what works for you, what doesn't work for you. Um, And then the other piece of it too is like when we were talking about loneliness. So this was interesting. So I have have a friend who has been single for a very long time. Um, Her parents have passed away. She never had any siblings. So no cousins, no nothing Mm -hmm. because uh, her parents were each uh, a single child. And so all she really has is her friends well during the holidays for her uh, I used to get uncomfortable now this this was on me it wasn't on her when they would ask her oh what do you have planned for the holidays and she's like oh nothing I'm just gonna sit at home and watch movies I don't have any family Mm -hmm. and people would say like oh my gosh you know would you like to come over and she would always turn them down and I was like why you know because I always felt like I I don't at that moment I was always surrounded by a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So for, to, to fathom being alone was just not a thing for me. I was like, oh my gosh, how, how would you want to be alone in the holidays? How depressing. But when I finally talked to her about it, and this was like maybe 10 years later, she was like, oh my gosh, Maddie, are you crazy? She's like, I could just decompress. I could be in my PJs. I could take off my bra. I don't mm-hmm. have to dress up. She's yeah. like, I prepare like uh, food or she orders food and, like the day before and then she picks it up and then, you know, she goes, I can eat all day. I can stuff my face and no one's going to judge me. Right. And she enjoyed the process. So she never really yeah. felt alone. Right. And then she even said to me, she goes, you know, I never really realized how alone she goes. I didn't feel lonely. There's a difference right. between spending time alone and loneliness yeah so she would tell me she was just like well I'm not really lonely she goes I'm choosing to stay in the quiet Mm -hmm. um and then I was like oh my gosh I was like that's another lesson because we oftentimes don't realize that someone choosing to spend time alone and reflect and be with themselves is Mm -hmm. different from feeling loneliness um and I could be surrounded by a ton of people and I could feel loneliness loneliness 
I could feel so lonely, even if I was in a group of 300. There would be times in my life where I'm like, I would look around and be like, what am I doing here? Why am exactly. I here? Why am, exactly. why am I here? Why did and I, I can put relate this, to her. Yeah, I like, why, would, that. why do I have this ridiculous outfit on and all this makeup? And I feel like I was forcefully dragged to a party um, just so that I would not fit. Like, I was not outside the normal construct of what society expected of me. Yeah, I would rather have been at home in my PJs with no bra. But I forced myself to go to these to this party because people were expecting it of me. And that's, you know, so I was probably in my 30s at that time. And I'm starting to realize I'm like, what is really important? Is it is it is it the facade mm-hmm. of, you know, making it feel like I have all of this going for me? Right. Or is my mental health more important? And at that time, I was still choosing the superficial thing. And right. so when we were talking about like, the season really is about not just the gifts, not keeping up with the Joneses, not forcing. It's not forcing us to do the things we don't want to do. So in my shamanic classes, um, we practice, we, we look a lot at the medicine wheel and mm-hmm. there's four parts to the medicine wheel. So there's the everything um, for the medicine wheel starts in the east and that's new beginnings, the eagle mm-hmm. energy. And that's springtime. Then we move into the south, which is the coyote playful energy it's the summertime then we go to um the west which is the bear which is the um area of challenges so it's a direction of challenges it's now the fall and and if you and then the north would be the buffalo and it's the elders and the wisdom and the knowledge and that's the winter but -hmm. if you look at the cycles of life and the way everything is in cycles just like nature as we approach the winter solstice which is december 21st when the days are starting to get you know less uh dark or whatever we're Mm -hmm. starting to go into that transition that cycle really talks about going into the dark because the days are getting are you know it's darker earlier and it talks about the reflection it's really the time for you to go into your inner wisdom and to reflect on the year that you've had you know what were your accomplishments what were your challenges what did you learn and it's the time for you to go quiet and start creating something so that when the springtime comes around you're ready to hit the ground running and if we paid attention to that and to go quiet and to just embrace it we would have less stress in our lives instead of going against the you know we're not we shouldn't be going against the current we should be okay that if we're sleepy at 6 p.m and we decide to go to bed you should be honoring that yeah we shouldn't be so hard on ourselves you know like there are days I remember coming home from work and I would be exhausted and my and I remember my dad saying to me oh my god you're so lazy how are you so sleepy right now and it would be like 7 p.m but I'm like well you know, I'm still in high school. Uh, school t- takes a lot out of me. Right. Uh, a girl has early. a girl has her menstrual cycle. Well, that takes mm-hmm. a, it takes a beating on her body. Like, yes, it does. so why are we being shamed? We've exactly. been shamed our whole lives to mm-hmm. make us feel like we're lazy, or we're antisocial, mm-hmm. or we're all these things. And in reality, it's nature's way of saying no. It is okay for you to go and take a nap at 3 p.m., wake up, eat dinner, do your thing, and then go back to bed at like 6, 7, 8 p.m. That's what what this cycle is all about. And so the season, the fact that we are so stressed out during the season makes sense because we're not meant to be having these extra stressors and and Mm -hmm. having all these... um, uh, running you know like all this all this like partying all this like celebration like yes I'm not saying don't celebrate but right. it's really nature's way of saying like well this is the time of season where you're supposed to be relaxing in hibernation in hibernation yeah, yeah. And, and, and we're doing the opposite we're actually like going to all these parties we have mm-hmm. you know ele- white elephant exchanges there's parties at work um, yeah. girlfriends want to get together and you know sometimes even 
even when you want to get together with the girls, those conversations could be exhausting because everyone is amplified. Everyone's emotions Mm -hmm. are out there. And so, you know, you come home from a brunch and you're like, oh, I need a nap after that. Right, right. Because then you didn't took in all of that energy. Exactly. Yeah. All that energy from other people. Exactly. But it's Mm -hmm. natural to feel like you don't want to do anything. So I, I hope the listeners know to like, don't be embarrassed don't be shamed like this is your body is telling you to rest for a reason because that is the natural cycle that we're supposed to be in Mm -hmm. and so the things that are causing you stress for example like if someone is asking you to bring the mac and cheese and you just don't have it in you this year then don't bring it you can simply say like can someone please step up for me this year i i can do a dessert i don't have it in me I feel that if people start speaking their truth and then the mm-hmm. way they're feeling and if they are needing help because work is too much or you just, you know, it's been a long year. It's been a very yeah. long year. Ask for help. I, there's nothing wrong for asking for help. I, I'm sure, you know what? Even like our daughters, like my kid's 17, her favorite meal is literally mac and cheese. Right. If, if I just took the time of showing her how to make it, she can make it herself. She'll, mm-hmm. She can make it herself. And mm-hmm. I know she wants to learn it so that she could take it with her to college, you know, and right. um, and make it for herself. But it's like, but part of me, I think, is like this whole mom thing. Like, oh, I want to make yeah. mac and cheese and I want to be That's the best it. mom in the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's not that I don't want to share the recipe because that was passed down from my best friend's mom. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, you know, it's like a family secret recipe and stuff. And sometimes I modify it, but it's more like, you know, me trying to be a good mom and mm-hmm. I'm not sharing it, but not because I'm being greedy. It's more like, oh, I want to be a mom. You know, like, remember this when you go off to college, you know. Right. And right. Um, but, you know, it's okay. I think people need to learn to ask for help and it's okay to ask for mm-hmm. help. And if anyone. So what I've noticed is that when if I do ask for help and someone gives me like a snarky look. Or if they're kind of dismissive or if they ignore me or they make me feel a certain type of way, that's when I start going inward and removing myself from those kind of people. Yeah. Yeah. Because I can't do it. Exactly. I can't fake it anymore. I can't do it. Exactly. Because obviously you don't care about what I'm feeling or what I'm going through or what I'm trying to tell you. If I can't make the mac and cheese, there's a reason why I can't make it. You know, maybe I don't have the money for it or I just don't have the energy to put into it, you know. Then... Well, I think people should be checking in with one another and be like, hey, yeah. you know, I know the last, like, tradition has it that, you know, you always bring the mashed potatoes. Is that mm-hmm. something you still want to do? Because you never know. The person that has been assigned to mashed potatoes could have been your great aunt Patty. And then exactly. she's passed on and now they gave it to her daughter automatically. But mm-hmm. maybe she makes the best pies in the world, but no one's asked her. Exactly. And, and so I think it's really about checking in with like, mm-hmm. where are you at? You know, is this, is this something you want to do? And it's actually interesting because just recently, even in our own family, um, so we have, we divvied up the chores, right? I, you know, um, uh, my daughter helps us with the bathrooms upstairs. My husband does the garbages and he does, uh, he cleans up the kitchen usually after dinner and I, you know, then I'll do the laundry. And so everyone's got their chores. And, right. and then for some reason, we weren't working well together. We just weren't gelling. Uh, we were like disconnected. Things weren't getting done or they were getting done kind of half-assed, which I hate to say, but they were, you know, and I think because everyone was tired and whatever. But mm-hmm. I finally like called this family meeting and I was like, you know, is, is you know, do you, so if you don't want to do the bathrooms, do you want to pick up the dishes instead? Like, if this is a chore you you don't enjoy, well, nobody enjoys chores, but if this is a chore right. you really don't like, is there something else you want to take in place of? And maybe right. we can switch it around to one, mm-hmm. get a little flavor, get a little change, um, and then really holding the whole family accountable. accountable. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it, it takes a village to keep the housemate, you know, household going. And yeah. I'm no longer willing to take the burden of it by myself and and I don't want to say that like I was that no one was helping me because they were but I feel that women add more stressors in particular because they have to run it they have to maintain the household Mm -hmm. because if they're not like because I know if I'm not it's gonna it's gonna look like crap so what I've decided to do is that instead of enabling well we have to change the bad habit my Mm -hmm. bad habit is 
assuming that I have to do everything. Right. My my behavior is they can't do it right, so I'm just going to do it myself. Well, mm-hmm. I'm in the place where I can't do that anymore. So we called a family meeting, and um, my daughter picked up dishes Mondays and Tuesdays. Uh, my sister picked up dishes on Wednesdays and Thursdays, and then my husband and I split the dishes um, Friday through Sunday. Um, but mind you, I'm still washing dishes throughout the day. My mom helps him wash dishes throughout the day. It's the dinner dishes that I was, you know, mostly speaking of. Right. But now, because I'm having, I have this added help, and now it's defined, mm-hmm. and it's you know written. So we and then and if someone can't do so if my daughter can't do the dishes on monday she communicates and says okay can it can i trade your monday for a thursday now i don't feel the burden like i used to now i don't feel like i have to figure it all out it's not like that now we're communicating so if you guys need to communicate with what to bring for a potluck what to do Mm -hmm. for gifts what to you know restaurants to pick like communicate it another thing that i came up to with um even like having to pick places to eat Mm -hmm. why is that so hard (laughs) honestly like it's the hardest thing like what do you want to eat i don't know what do you want to eat i don't know and then no no one can make a decision because Mm -hmm. our brains freeze so what i've done now is i've taken a list of all the local restaurants and i put them in a jar and if it's a night that none of us are going to cook because typically um, I'll cook like four nights out of the week and my mom will cook like two and then maybe we'll do takeout once a week. Maybe because mm-hmm. now it's getting too expensive it's to even do that. Mm-hmm. But we put all the restaurants in a... And now instead of like having to figure out who wants what, we just put our hand in the jar and let the let the universe decide. Exactly. So, for example, if none of us feel like eating burgers and we pick a burger place, we'll, we'll take that out of the jar and then we'll pick something else. And let's say Chinese comes up. Then we go eat Chinese. No big deal. But now it takes out the brain freeze because our brain mm-hmm. locks. Our brain locks is like, I don't know yeah. what you want to eat. I don't know. I don't know. I can eat anything. I'm really hungry right now. And by the right. time the food comes, I'm usually not even hungry anymore. Exactly. Because <laughs> like, so it took you know? so long to decide. Yeah. So now let the universe decide, guys. You know, put exactly. everything in the jar you know do the whatever mile radius you're in and then sometimes you might even find a restaurant that you've been wanting to try and have yet to try but now it's in the jar so let the universe decide for you but it you know it's it's funny because i've I've noticed that a lot of these things with the holiday where people are like what do you want to eat i just take out the jar and be like you know what let's take out the jar let the universe decide Mm -hmm. and then you know you could even split it up between like let's say fast food uh takeout type of thing or let's say sit down restaurants so I have two jars. So all of a sudden, you know, pick it out and, hey, we're going to Cooper's Hawk. There you go. And that's it. You know, <laughs> no need to stress out, like re- remove as much stress as possible by thinking yeah. ahead of these kind of things. So mm-hmm. especially with the holidays right now, even like gift giving. So most of my friend group, uh, what we do is just do a grab bag or in a white elephant. We just say you have to spend at least $25 and then pick a number and then make a game out of it. And cool move on it doesn't have to be stressful Stressful. you Mm -hmm. you know it can it can be i think the problem comes in when people want to be perfect yeah or they want to outshine the next person you know oh she's she's doing 50 oh i'm gonna try to do 100 yeah you're doing too much doing doing too much much. Mm -hmm. well even especially with kids nowadays Mm -hmm. these kids you know if you get them a ps5 last year what what are you setting up for this year Right. Especially exactly. if people have been laid off or mm-hmm. um, let's say because the f- cost of food right now is so astronomical. Like, it's crazy. So what I used to be able to buy for $75 is now costing me $200. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I am trying to cut corners as much as I can. And so what I do is when I make a meal for the week, um, so for example, like, let's say if I have, uh, ground turkey, I'll do a ground turkey and ground beef mix. So that way the beef, you know, ha- adds a little bit more flavor. I add the ground turkey and what I'll do is like, okay, so I'm going to make sloppy joes on this day because the same ingredients will go to, um, meatloaf. And so right. I'll make Check the two meals at that one time. 
and because mm-hmm. I use the same ingredients, just different seasonings, then I'll make the two meals and then I can heat and serve. So I'll, I'll make both that night. We'll eat one. The other one goes in the fridge. The next day I'll pop it in the oven and then just add a quick side. And I've had to figure out strategically what to do to become less stressed about it. Mm-hmm. But if I start planning ahead, it's not so stressful. Exactly. Um, one of my... Uh, former mentors teachers she talks about like the biggest stressors that women have right now is stressing out about everything like from the thing whatever the outfit they're going to wear in the morning to what they're going to eat so she's like why why are you stressing about what you're going to eat in the morning so Mm -hmm. she eats the same thing six days a week she says i have oatmeal every morning for six days she goes is it boring yeah but do i have to think about it no no because so often we are stressing out and worrying about nothing. We're, we're, we're putting too much energy in the little things that don't matter. She goes, so pick out your clothes the night before. Exactly. Have some oatmeal. She goes, if you want to do oatmeal and then the next day is a yogurt parfait, plan it out. You can plan that out. And then that way in the morning, it's a no-brainer. You go in the fridge and you grab your parfait. The next day, you go in the cupboard and you grab your oatmeals. She's like, or if you do the overnight oatmeal, like the... Yeah, the uh, overnight oats. She's yeah. like, it's, plan it. Plan it. She goes, make Sunday your plan out day, create those meals, and then don't stress about Meal it anymore. Part. Yeah. Yep. That's it. So, so it's more of a, like, what can you find to de-stress? Just because it's the holidays, it's no different as long as you don't put the energy behind it. Right. And what you're saying is the simple practices. And that's what we're going to go into next is what, what practices can you do to handle these holiday stressors and you put the uh you put the emphasis on a lot of good tips that people can do uh during the holidays so you know again the holiday stressors is usually revolved around money you know Uh everybody's out here you know stressing about getting that sale you see sale 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 everywhere and you want to go out there and just just spend and go crazy um time you know a lot of times people can't can't get the time off work during the holidays so they literally be working all the way up to um the holidays you know and not able to spend time with their family then you got your energy your your mental emotional physical um being affected by holiday stressors um you become emotionally drained you come become exhausted so what can you do um to handle those stressors so the list that I came up with is a variety of different things that can help with a variety of different stressors. So uh, first, find your place of harmony. So this is the biggest favor to yourself is finding your place of harmony. You know, finding your place of peace. It goes back to your friend who likes to be alone during the holidays. I know for me, I feel like that's me. I, I believe we both do that the same thing because all throughout the year, I'm working like crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm working, I'm grinding. And so when this time of the year comes, I really want to spend as much as much time as I can just enjoying peace. Exactly. Just enjoying that time of reflection. I like to get get ready around this time of the year to create my vision for the the next year. When as so, far as, as long as I've known you, that is always something that you have always talked about. How you mm-hmm. like December because it are you you start feeling the juices flowing and it, right around Thanksgiving you're like, oh, you know what? I'm prepping for next year. And mm-hmm. I used to always admire that because I was just like, next year? Oh my gosh, I can't even think yeah. about tomorrow. But you were, <laughs> but you were always prepping for the upcoming year and the your goals year. so I, I've always loved that about you yeah it's just like you said it's, it's a this is the time to reflect on what 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 has happened during the year from your jobs to you know some losses that you may have experienced through the year and you know for me for the last couple of years it's been non-stop losses mm-hmm. um, that I've experienced um, even for this year and so I, this time of the year, I just want to take the time to reflect on life, reflect on losses, what's to come. You know, we we can pl- try to plan for next year, but we don't know exactly what next year will bring. But it's or if it's to, promised, or if it's exactly, promised, exactly. And so this is the time of the season. I just like to sit back and relax, 
you know, spent, of course, spent time with my kids and now my, my grandkids. But for me, for just me, I just want to sit back and relax, even if it's just me kicking my feet up and watching a good movie. That's what brings me joy. That's what brings me peace in that moment. So that's what I do. So find your place of harmony, okay? And then set intentions, like you said. Um, plan out stuff. Be intentional in your actions to enjoy the holidays as much as possible. But set your intentions during the holidays. Um, plan ahead, like you said. Between friends, family, and even work holidays, commitments, they be coming in left and right. You know, you got your work um, um, holiday party coming up. You got your team's holiday party coming up. Then you got your friend's holiday party. So you got to know what I can do and what I can't do. And when, the, when you're planning what commitments for the holidays you're going to do, know that it's okay to say no to something. Well, and also not committing. You could exactly. always, you know, the biggest, the hardest thing I, I would always have to say is like, I'm not sure, or I don't know, or mm-hmm. no. I used to struggle with that. And now it's more of the, you know what? Thank you so much for the invitation. I will check my calendar. I'll get back yeah. to you. Um I've also been invited to multiple things on that same day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, the likelihood of me making it is probably slim, but I appreciate you and I will get back to you. And exactly. then I sit with it. I have to sit with it to be like, is this in my best interest? It, mm-hmm. Is it also helpful for me to be there? You know, exactly. um, because sometimes I do need that interaction. I forget how much I miss people. Because when I was in corporate, you know, I could see you, I could talk to you, I could socialize with other people. When I left the corporate industry, that's when the peopling kind of stopped for me. Right. And um, having my own business, it's me, myself and I, you know, mm-hmm. on occasion, like, uh, you know, having a conversation with colleagues or peers and um, even like my family. Uh, but that's the extent of it and my clients. But my clients, you know, I've, I've gotten to know them over the years. So it's like we have this little quick rapport and then I work on them and then they go on their merry way. So, you know, not committing is also a very healthy thing, not because you're afraid, but you need to check in with your body and your mental well-being first before you say yes. Yeah, because you're not obligated. You're not obligated to any of those commitments. And I can't Unless believe the level of yes. And I can't believe the level of guilt people free feel. Oh, yeah. I used to feel guilty. I used to be like, oh my gosh, well, they've been there for me. They've done this for me, mm-hmm. you know. And for me, I never wanted to disappoint anyone. But right. if I'm not well, I'm messing myself. So what would happen for me is that I would spread myself so thin that by the time New Year's would come around, and I would have these big plans, um, especially when I was dating my husband. And I would get sick every single year. I would be out 10 days because my immunity was down, because I didn't take care of myself. I put myself last. And that can't happen anymore. I just, I, I can't allow it. Exactly. So it, it, is, it is okay to say no. Look, I took a class on learning how to say no in the workplace. So I, I utilize that word. When I don't feel like I can do it, I'm not going to commit to it. And I'm nope. going to say no. Um, the next thing is healthy habits. Try not to abandon the healthy habits that you've been practicing all year long. You know, you healthy eating, you working out. Don't abandon that just because the holidays didn't come around. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Stick to, stick to it because if you mess up, you know, you slip, then you're going backwards. So you want to try to keep those healthy habits. Um, practice gratitude and, and generosity. You know, during the holidays, it's the season to give. You know, whether that's through volunteering at a food pantry or something like that, or maybe just doing random acts of kindness, which which is my absolute favorite. Like, I love, like, if I'm going to McDonald's and I'm getting a coffee, I'd be like, hey, how much was the order behind me? And I'll pay for those people order. That's my way of giving back during this season. Actually, it don't even have to be a season. That's just who I am. That's what I love to do. So it's interesting that you brought up random acts of kindness because I saw this on my fake uh, on a friend's Facebook post earlier today, which is interesting because I barely go on Facebook as it is. But uh, she went to Dunkin' Donuts with her son this morning, and they were told by the reg- the uh, the girl at the cash register that the car in front of them paid for their food. Mm-hmm. So they so they were so excited that she was just like, well, you know what? I want to pay for the person behind me. Mm-hmm. So this went on for, you know, um, 
so I guess people were paying it forward type of thing, act, rec, um, random acts of kindness. So she went back to that Dunkin' Donuts. So I guess she's a regular there. And the girl was at the register and basically told her, by the way, on the day that, that you paid for the person's coffee, that random act of kindness went on for five hours. Wow. Five hours. Wow. They have never at that particular Dunkin' Donuts seen the uh, ripple effect that that random act of kindness caused. Mm-hmm. For five hours, people were paying it forward. And paying it forward. So that makes a difference. People may not think it does, but it really made an impact, especially for those store employees who were just wowed by the generosity of people all around mm-hmm. them. Yeah. And that just makes you want to be kind. Exactly. It just makes me want to be a part of that. To see that ripple effect, it, it just makes me want to, you know what I'm saying, be involved and be engaged in something like that. So that that's a blessing. And I know that person who did it who kicked it off is going to be extremely blessed from that yep it only takes one thing one kind word one good morning one thank you one have a great day to make somebody's day so one one person being part of humanity exactly and so the next thing got two more things uh share feelings you know during the holidays is usually you know tough times for people because you know so many be dealing with loneliness or grieving um a loved one who may not be here anymore uh maybe somebody's sick you know or they just can't spend time with family during the holidays be open to sharing those feelings instead of holding them in um people can relate to what you're feeling because nine times out of ten they're feeling the same the same way like for me, like you said, lo- loneliness is, when you're alone, is not being lonely. But sometimes I can feel a little bit of loneliness. Right. So then when, when I start to feel that, then I'm like, okay, let me let me connect with somebody. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And, and it brings me out of that feeling that I'm feeling because I don't want to be in a funk. You know, I've had so many losses this time of the year. This is the first year without my brother who passed away in, in July this year. It's the second year for that my stepdad is not here. It's the second year for my um, bonus mom. She's not here. So, you know, I don't I don't want to wallow in that, you know, that, that knowing that they're not here. I want to I want to feel joy at this time of the year. I want to be surrounded around, around love and things like that. So I spend time with my daughter and my grandkids to bring me out of that feeling, especially when I feel like it's bringing me in. It's exactly. trying to take me in. So I'm like, uh-uh, nope. Let me well, go in here and kiss the baby real quick. So, <laughs> so think about that. You just said if you're feeling a certain type of way, if you're especially loneliness or the, the grieving process, you're that. And imagine the so imagine you're sharing that emotion with someone and you're speaking to them and then all of a sudden they open up and say so I went through that as well so now you have something in common with someone else or people's misperception of you will change because now you're saying now you're willing to be vulnerable enough to open yourself up to say so I lost X, Y, and Z back in, you know, and I've never really fully recovered. I don't know what to do about this. And then this person you decided to share that information will can, can bring you golden nuggets of like beauty. So we never know what someone's going through, but if you share it, oh my gosh, so right. much magic can happen just by opening, being vulnerable open, enough open. to opening up and saying, I am struggling or this is my joy. Will you share it with me? Mm-hmm. Or this is my pain. Are you willing to share it with me? Um, because it's through those conversations is when we heal. Exactly. And it's just like, and if you know somebody who may have just recently lost a loved one or whatever, and it's around the holidays, check in with that person, especially if you haven't heard from them in a while, or if you know, like, okay, this is the birthday or this is the first holiday, somebody um, who lost a loved one doesn't have them just reach out I did that actually did that today to someone who I know around this time of the year it's really difficult for them because they lost their mom and then they also just recently lost their dad so this is this is the season where they used to spend the time with them and everything and I know it's hard so I just did a quick check-in like hey how are things going you know I know it's this time of the year 
Um, just want to check in with you, see how you're doing. And that person was appreciative that I even remembered. But of I course. Do it every year, every year around her mom's birthday, and now every year around the holidays, I just check in with her. And her mom has been gone for years, but it still affects her. Well, it'll be, it's a, you know, when people say that time heals, Mm -hmm. not necessarily, you know, uh, time, time will assist in mending that loss, but it's not something you ever forget. And so keeping the memory of loved ones who are no longer here is so important. So people need to know that you're thinking about them, especially when this person meant so much to them. This, you know, your friend's mom who passed away and then her father recently, what a gift to have someone remember mm-hmm. and then also like their memories kept alive because you yeah. remembered it's not just them but someone else remembers to check in and so now you have again that ripple effect of like wow this person cares about me enough to reach out and also my parents made an impact for me so much so that friends are reaching out remembering them remembering exactly. how I felt about them so it's yeah it's very important yeah definitely and so the last one is take a break and create a relaxing surrounding. So this is the self-care part of it, okay? You've been working hard, grinding all year long. You've been going through and coming out and going through all year long. Take some time to self-care during the holiday season. This is, again, hibernation season, re- season of reflection and and getting a much-needed rest. So when you cross over into 2023, you're ready to hit the ground running. Um, we tend to work a lot, you know. We if if you feel like you need a nap, like you said, take a nap, <laughs> take a nap, take a nap, take a nap, catch up on that rest, go for a walk, read a book, watch a funny movie. I mean, laughter is good; it's relaxing for the body and can also relieve stress and tension and all of that. Play some music, light a candle, take a nice warm bath, and exhale. Yes. Those are some things that I love to do. Same That's, here, I'm like, we got the same list. <laughs> yes, like those are some things that I love to do when I'm feeling you no know, stress or I just need to relax, uh, relax my brain, my mind, is just light a candle, play some meditation music, sit in a warm tub and exhale the music and a nice citrus smelling candle it can boost your feelings of well-being and so if you don't practice self-care throughout the year at least take this time during this hibernation season to take some time for yourself it's it's really important well, and I think, too, that the other aspect to that, too, is all those things and then some. So, again, listening to your body, do you need to rest? Mm-hmm. If you need to take a nap, go ahead. There, I have two Saturdays this month scheduled out to do absolutely nothing. I don't plan on getting out of my PJs. I'm going to order. I, I set aside money to order food that day because I'm not going to cook. And yeah. I'm going to watch my Hallmark movies. And I cannot wait. <laughs> Yeah, I am looking very much forward to that. And it's not always on a Saturday because my schedule is a little bit more flexible. But mm-hmm. it's like a, my Sunday going into Monday because that's like my weekend. And yeah. I cannot wait for those days. But I have them, I have them scheduled out. And I have a couple uh, days scheduled out in January as well. And then three days scheduled out in February because February is when I really start to like get the end of it. You know, mm-hmm. and so really taking that time to reflect onto and create more of that magic for 2023. But Y'all need to listen to your bodies. Yes, definitely listen to your body because it definitely will tell you when it's time to get some rest. You will be exhausted like I am. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I well, definitely... you, you crack me up because you're like, oh, I took a week off of work, but I'm still doing my side hustle. And I'm like, so you're still working. You're I'm still so working. Bad. I'm so bad. But, but look, you're going to do better I, I next year. I'm yep. going to do better. Better things to come in 2023. Amen to that. I love okay. it. All right. Right. So just remember, holidays are meant to be fun, enjoyable times with friends and family. These tips can help ensure you truly enjoy your holidays when, you know, stress starts to set in. And so um, if these seasonal stressors go longer, you can seek help from your healthcare provider. Just want to throw that out there if it's a little bit longer because um, people tend to, you know, go for a long period of time with these seasonal depressions seasonal depression it's it's real it so is. if you feel like it's, it's going on too long and you need some help with it don't hesitate to uh seek help from a healthcare provider 
And so we're at the end of this episode. This was a great episode. I want you guys to go back and listen to the grief episode, anger management, self-care during COVID, which provides you with 16 steps on how to take care of yourself, mental illness, and love after loss. These are all relatable podcast episodes that um, we've already done that relates to this, that can help you and guide you. Um, Yeah, this is a great episode. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Yes. So thank you all again for tuning in to this episode. Thank you again to my co-host, Mari Powell, for being here with us. Everybody go check Mari out on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Seven Moons Healing, Car Conversations are the bomb, okay? Um, Mari, tell them where they can reach you. Uh, I could be reached uh, via email at sevenmoons4healing at gmail.com. I could also be reached on my business line at area code 224-241-7772. You can send me a text there or leave me a voicemail. Or ideas, I'm under Mari underscore Seven Moons Healing at Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Awesome. Awesome sauce. Y'all stay tuned because we got some big things coming up for Seven Moons Healing. Yes, we do. So excited. Stay tuned. Yes, stay tuned because we do have other episodes during this holiday segment. The next one up is Unexpected Blessings and Miracles you receive during the holidays. So you guys stay tuned. Everyone stay safe. Be blessed. And Mari, don't forget what? Love yourself enough to invest in you. That's it. (laughs) You guys have a good one. Happy holidays. Bye. Bye.